Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. On today's podcast, we're talking about blind spots. He doesn't know how much our mortgage is. Even though we both suck at money, we both have our own unique way of, of sucking, sucking at money. <laughs> oh my By God. the way, honey, we need to spend $1,500 for the fantasy football <gasps> winner what? because what? I spent all that money. If that happened. It has happened. Oh, It's happened at least three times <laughs> since we've been married. I wish the listeners could have seen Kim's face. How much is our water bill? How much is I our don't power bill? No, how much? My wife never wants to make love to me. <laughs> it's because you never have time to tell me how beautiful I am. <laughs> I sat on an open toilet seat yeah. this week. It's not bad. <laughs> it's the Holderness Family Podcast. Let's get started. Joining us now, joining us now is Christopher Edmonston. Christopher has been on this podcast many times. He is our moral compass. <laughs> and he's Why laughing. are you laughing? <laughs> he's, he's already <laughs> laughing at me. Uh, he So here's yeah. the deal, and I'm just going to put this out there. We are going to do our darndest to write a book. And we uh, – my, my parents didn't uh, – their their marriage did not last. They tried real hard though. They're, they, they were married for 27 years. They're now happily married to other people, so that's cool. Um, but they went through five marriage counselors. They worked really hard. It did not last. So I've been fascinated – with why some marriages work and some don't. And mine is working so far. Are you counting down those 27 years to make sure? Is that like, I'm wondering, do you actually think about that? Like once you get to 27, are you going to be psyched that you outlasted your mom? No, it's not a contest. No, but that's the thing is that by this point in their marriage, they had already, they'd been separated and back together. And they, they, I mean, it was not like a, there was not like one thing that, it was like a gradual thing over 27 years. So I've been fascinated with it, which is why we do talk to Christopher Often, because I think a healthy marriage deserves some examination. So we are going to, the three of us, write some sort of book 
Whether that's published in a store or on the internet, or we just give it away for free on the street corner, I don't know. We we have lots of great ideas. Christopher has lots of great ideas. No, <laughs> no one really writes books with three people writing, so we're working. Why on Why is that? Oh, because we've, it's we've, impossible. Because we've, we're finding that out. It's real hard to have three people in one book. I sent my first page out this morning, and I got this like, please send us in a Google Doc so Kim and I can edit with red pen. That was the first thing I woke up to. I'm like, bleep! This is gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but for real, it's the reason why we're doing this is because not only do we totally respect what Christopher has to say, he explains the minutia of relationships in a way that no one else can. We think it's entertaining. We think it's true. And so we've brought him in today to help with blind spots. Yeah. So uh, the topic is null agenda and the things you don't talk about. Chris has been trying to talk for at least a minute now. So and let's we see keep how long we can go. Let's just go back and forth until he interrupts us. <laughs> I'm still back on trying to be your moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, kind of are. There's some things I'm... Anyway. No, anyway. Um, no I think that... And what is the danger, Christopher? Let's just... What is the danger of the things, the blind spots, the things we don't talk about? The danger is actually not that different than when you're driving your car. So even though you can't see what's in your blind spots, what's in your blind spots can knock you off the road, knock you out of your lane, become a danger if you don't know they're there. And the blind spots of marriage, what I sometimes call the null, N-U-L-L, agenda, um, the things that you're not talking about, putting on the agenda of your relationship, those can be the things that end up harming you the most, doing the most damage, or knocking you off course the easiest, just because you can't see them just because you're not talking about them doesn't mean they're not there. And as the, um, I do know that my my default setting and when when conflict is present is to stop talking and to clear my head, walk out the door, get in the car, take a drive. I do not do that. <laughs> well, I have done it, but I try real real hard not to because I know that's not a healthy way to deal with things and conflict. So, but isn't there something? to be gained for just like I, I'm not going to talk about this right now like the way he's you know acts the way he's parenting right now I'm I'm not going to deal with it Let, let's just deal with it when we have more time isn't there value of like not talking about things sometimes there can be value of not talking about things unless it becomes something you never talk about because you keep putting it down the road putting something on delay saying you know I don't have time for this now um, I need to bring it up tomorrow or the next time yeah. I see her doing it or him doing it. That's fine, but you actually have to live with the plan. You actually have to make the plan the plan or else you're just putting it down the road. And what becomes maybe a minor annoyance that's happening every now and then becomes something that's a blind spot. Even though it's not a blind spot to you in that scenario, it's a blind spot to your partner. Yeah, speaking of which, it. I just got blindsided here. Um, <laughs> I know, like, we're going to talk about money. That we uh, that was part of our intro. We're going to discuss money because that is our main blind spot. You just gave a very specific example about my parenting. When you, I was, it was like literally, you, it, 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 no. Okay, so right. has there been, like, one of those situations no. where you've seen me parenting incorrectly and walking away? Because <laughs> no. that's what you just said. I know. Honey, okay, I, I okay. used it as, like, an example. I okay. have to okay. say, we are, um, we. I'm very defensive. I've had three no. cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> We don't we don't have a lot of our biggest biggest blind spot I think is a blind spot for a lot of people which is money, money and money. finances. Okay, uh we're going to take a quick break and get back to that in a second, but first one of our most favorite local bands or bands, just bands. Yeah, and- we actually use these people 
as kind of a, um, a Prozac or a Xanax. Mandolin a, orange yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, they are they are a very holistic drug when you are super stressed <laughs> out and you need to like just chill. Uh, we put them on in the car. We put them on in the house. And it is American folk music. It is a modern version of it. It is the two purest, most beautiful voices you've ever heard. And when they said, um, do you guys want to promote us on your podcast? We we're like, what? Yes. Yeah. So the new single, The Wolves, from the new album, Tides of a Teardrop, is now available. Um, it's going to be released, Janu- or was released January 9th. Um, NPR calls the band a slow-burning, steadily rising folk duo that exudes gentle elegance. That sounds so NPR. No, but I really, because everybody knows I get a little anxious, a little anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So that that music in the background, cooking dinner, it's just, it's so, it just, I love it. Real quick, if we're going to do an NPR quote, we have to sound like an NPR person when we say it. Okay. They're a slow burning, steady rising folk duo that exudes gentle elegance. Yes. So go to Amazon.com and order their new album, Tides of a Teardrop, from Mandolin Orange. Again, that's Mandolin Orange. They're the best. We're going to have them in the studio. Did you know this, Max? Very shortly. Max they is excited. Are yeah. Coolest ever. Yeah. yeah. I think what I want to do is, like, if can they bring their instruments and can I harmonize with them for like 10 seconds? We'll try. I don't they know. Have, like, I think I, they can harmonize. You know how much I like to harmonize with anything. Okay. Maybe you and Christopher can harmonize. Five, six, seven, eight. Uh, uh, that's not harmony. That's an octave. Come oh, on. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, you're doing an octave. <laughs> Let me go first, then okay, you harmonize. Okay. Uh, 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 wow. Stop. Ba-ba. Okay, I can I can guarantee you, mandolin bum, orange bum, is bum, much bum, better. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Love you guys. And back to the show. Everything's so great, can't get better. Makes me wanna cry. But I'll go out how Money, 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 money. Bam, 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 We have the joy, the particular joy of not only running a house together, but running a business together. Right. So our money is all entangled. And to top it all off, we both suck at money. And I mean, I suck. You probably would. I think I'm bringing, I'm dragging you down. Most people really struggle with it. And so I don't, we have like a guy that I give a check to every year and say like, just put this somewhere. I don't know how much money we have like if you ask me for retirement like i think we have an account it also might be a ponzi scheme it, totally yeah, like, i don't know don't, like, yeah like he went, to, he went to high school with him so i don't yeah. know like <laughs> i i don't even know if he has like an actual business um he has but, an office yeah. <laughs> so, so did, did bernie, bernie madoff, madoff. So did bernie madoff. <laughs> oh a lot of people lost a lot like, actually like our we have friends, we have who, friends yeah, who lost yeah so well, yeah yeah, we, yeah okay back to this so there we go. i have yeah. to so here's here's our kind of walk our journey with the money thing uh, at newlyweds, we had no money. You had kids, had zero money. Like, would lie awake, suffocating, weight on the chest. Holy crap, we have no money. And so I changed jobs. I got out of the news business. I started a business just because I knew that, although it was a huge risk, I knew I could make more money if I had a business as opposed Longer to Longer term, like five years or so, it yes, would make it, more sense. Long-term plan. Long-term, Penn loves a long-term plan. Okay. So... Um, so we were able to turn that into this bleep show that we're doing right now. Yeah. So the the suffocating weight of it is not 
um, is not present every day, but it's there. And also, it may be, we just don't pay attention to it. Let me ask you this. When you do have to talk about it, do you dread it as it's building up? Like, yes. That, so that says a lot. Yes. And here's why. Because we have differing opinions. When Even though we both suck at money, we both have our own unique way of, of sucking. sucking at money. <laughs> um, I, I suck at money because I don't trust anybody. She sucks at money because she bought a juicer this morning. I'm celery for- juicing for a video, <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. No. Um, I think she... Uh, Okay, let me try this. Like, because we've never talked about this, so we're gonna try this. I don't know why we're doing this now, but maybe it's a good idea. I think I am. I'm. I'm I know what my problem is. I'm trusting. I'm not very trusting in people doing a craft that we do that is very intimately, personally, subjectively important to not have too many other people working on. Let me interrupt and say our fight is about no our fight is about we need to hire people within our business to help us create more content. You know, we're talking to shooters, editors, Max, we should finally pay him. I'm kidding, we pay Max. <laughs> and, and and my and my 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 in is yes but, not yes and. Uh yes but um in this business and in this world there is no better way to be yourselves than to do it yourselves. In this business in our in our world, in your world, probably in many people's world. Well, that's, that's probably right. Yeah. What's interesting is that what's unique to you guys that'll be different from a lot of your listeners is we started talking about money and personal finance, and we've got a guy who may or may not be Bernie Madoff. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the specific problem you're having right now is how much money from the business do we need to hire? Right. Right. Um, how much of the money from the business do we need to be spending on outside people when we feel like we can do it um, ourselves? at least as well, if not better. The trouble is if you try to do everything yourselves, you kill yourself. Right. I mean, that's the issue. I feel like we're all dealing with this. Right. Potentially think, everyone in this room well, is dealing with this on some level. In some level, that's yeah. exactly right. And I particularly think anybody that runs their own business or has their own brand or has their own office someplace, small business people deal with this question every single day, particularly if it's a family business. And I don't know what the percentage of family businesses are, small businesses that are family businesses, but I bet you it's pretty high. Yeah. I would have to think it's pretty high. Um, the key, right, isn't so much the solution that you get to. As, as a marriage listener, as a marriage storyteller, as a marriage, uh, someone that does marriage care, marriage counseling, I'm not so much interested in the answer. I can't give you the answer. I'm really interested in the process of how you get there. Yeah, because the entry conversation, like there needs to be some kind of script for this. Because anytime there is something that we're kind of dancing around, whenever it gets brought up, it is uh, in, in incendiary fashion almost always, whether it's passive aggressive or whatever, it sets off like a nuclear bomb well it does because um to go back to the thing in your blind spot you know it's hard so you don't bring it up as often as you should and therefore it gets more difficult to bring up because it just keeps taking up more and more place in that blind spot blind spot and that piece of your agenda that you've nullified the one thing that i know it's hard to talk about but i'd rather not because it always and light something on fire. I almost said incendiates. That's not a word. It almost lights something on fire. It should be. It should be. Yeah. It always lights something on fire. Therefore, I'd rather not have to deal with the fire today, so I just won't say anything about it. The trouble is with business decisions for you two and with family decisions about money for, for most people is that by not bringing it up, you are tacitly giving permission to the other person to go ahead and buy the juicer. Right. It's for a video. It's for a video. But <laughs> but let's say it wasn't. Let's say it was just for you and he thought it was ridiculous. Right. And every now and then a ridiculous 
thing um, can be handled by many people's budgets. Maybe not all people, but but many. But if ridiculous thing is happening all the time and is gradually growing in that blind spot, and we're still not saying anything about it, eventually it's going to incendiate. I think Let's just go with it. Let's, Let's go just go with it. Yeah. So that's right. So. That's the question. I'm not in so much interested in the answer that you got to, but did you ever have a conversation about, well, what is the budget of how much money we should spend on juicers for videos? <laughs> and do we actually do we actually have some limits on how much money goes into production? Do we actually have some money on how do we actually have some limits on how much money before we go out and buy the new car, a car payment we can afford? Mm-hmm. Um, how much money we can afford for kids' clothes over the next quarter in our budget? Um, those are the conversations that almost no one has because they're difficult. Because and this is for the uh, men and women out there um, who are in traditional marriages, and uh, this is for anybody that's in a relationship with a man. But generally speaking, men equate value with money. And if I don't have enough money, right, I am bringing less value to my family. Now, that's a generalization, but it's one that I found in 20 years is is usually true. And so the conversation, which was really just about a juicer and how much money we're spending on production mm-hmm. in, our, in, our, in our shared business, suddenly becomes personal to me if I'm a guy and I am on fire about it because what I'm hearing you say is if you made more money, I could buy a juicer every day right. and our videos would be incredible. Yeah, and it's so funny because we work together but I guarantee you, like somewhere in the back of our heads, we're both thinking about like when we look at you know what we take home every year, like you know that that part wouldn't have been possible without 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 me. That part wouldn't have been possible without you. Yeah. Like, so people tend to sometimes compartmentalize what the earnings are, and that leads to. Uh, Maybe this is a guy thing, kind of leads to a justification for doing something or not doing something. And that and that leads me to a, not a problem that we have in our right. marriage because we both work full time, but I have several friends that, and, and this goes into, and maybe it's a gender role thing, but the, where the women are either walking or walking, working part time or not at all, and they're right. doing the God's work of raising kids. Bless those women. Hardest they, job in the world. Hardest job. There was, a, I tried to be a stay at home mom for about three months, <laughs> and I was very terrible at it. Um, and I, I just, I'm a better mom when I work, but that's like, so these women are, these friend, um, dear with, friends of with mine. With respect to all the men I know, this is the honest to goodness truth. Hardest job in the world is working mom. Number two is stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Very, it's I so, think they're both impossible. It's like, so difficult. E- equally it's impossible. So difficult. And so that being said, um, these f- girlfriends of mine, very close friends, we have many conversations because they want to go on a girl's trip or they want to get a new pair of shoes or something. And the husband, the instinct and the answer and the default setting is, we don't have money for that. We don't have money for it. But then the dude... <laughs> Goes on a golf trip. By the way, Kim, Kim's neck just did a heavy rotation <laughs> then, during. But her I feel head, like and her you head can't, split wide open. You can't see it, but it was. And, and like it we, was good. And we don't have, you know, they don't have money to get the, you know, Sunbasket meal mm. service. You should be, and like yep. the unspoken thing is, you should be making a dinner, right? But yet, yes. But yet, I went out with my dudes and just. Picked up a three hundred dollar bar tab because so, I am the one. I'm the breadwinner. I'm the one who made the and, money. And, and, in and the I, first there's place. never enough money. There's never enough money right. except for when he wants it. And that lights. That's when. And and it's not. And they're in the situations where like they're working part time or not working. And like that's their choice. That's fine. But still, she's working. She should like she's working even if it's just changing diapers. So like she deserves some. 
go way back in that hypothetical, which I actually think I've counseled people on this very question right. over the years or listened to this story multiple times. Why that gets so difficult is that it was set up to be a blind spot because before she and he made the decision that she would be a part-time mm-hmm. you know, worker, um, mom, stay-at-home mom, there was never any discussion about, so what does a budget for leisure time look like for me? I'm right. going to have to get out of this house and be with my friends, my girlfriends, right. couples nights, whatever, every now and then. What does that look like? Or really a discussion about... Um, you know, how much money is okay? You you are the breadwinner right now in the way we've set this up. You really are the one who's working, supporting the family. And you should have a lot of say in um, how you're able to spend that money. But but how much is enough for you to have fun um, with your friends or to take trips? And what happens is those things just, they're in our blind spots all the time. And we don't talk about them and we start making assumptions. And before you know it, um, I have spent money on a guy's trip for me, um, denied um, my stay-at-home spouse um, money for them to do something that would be relaxing and important for their spiritual and emotional health. And I'm not even realizing what I'm doing because it it seems like somebody gave me permission because it was in our blind spot. Yeah. We never talked about can, it. Can I say like this? We've gotten better at this, but there was a time in my in our lives when we didn't have a, a ton of money or less money. Not that we have a ton of money. We'll, we will never have a ton of money because we're terrible at it. Um, <laughs> we had to light it on right. fire. Right. Really giving Bernie one there, turkey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There was a time when those those moments, those kind of those dude trip moments or those girls trip moments, where I would procrastinate telling her about it even after I had agreed to go to it so I could find the right time to bring it up. You're, Max, jump in. Oh, timing is everything. I, I, but this is I, not I, healthy, I don't think, right? No, like, no, I, I, I think it's super healthy yeah. in the same respect that... Really? Okay. My wife has the worst can, timing. Can, can I say it can be, but keep going. It can be healthy. She will bring up a thing that's a sore subject at the worst possible time <laughs> to make that sore subject even worse. Just to Con- get it over with. Conversely, it I will have one locked and loaded waiting. I don't want to deflate someone when they're having the best day ever. I wait till there's a middle ground. Like, like a Tuesday. Yeah, it's like, like it, she's not sad, but she's not beaming. Oh my By God. the way, honey, we need to spend $1,500 for the fantasy football uh, <gasps> what? winner what? because what? I spent all that money uh, <laughs> earlier. I'm the commissioner and I held all the money and I just spent it and now I owe $1,500. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Being, 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 being the fantasy, any type of gambling treasurer is oh. a bad Miserable. position. Never, just Terrible never agree job. to it. Because it's money that you don't realize that you have, and it's, you're just holding it oh, for somebody. Oh, if that happened? It has happened. <laughs> oh. I just haven't That would be the end of our marriage. It's happened at least three times since we've been married. <laughs> Most, that's why I'm telling you. Look, they're not gonna know about it. You like, you shouldn't say anything about it. Because you, uh, well, you when you collect you, the money in the I beginning of the season, you think it's gonna be off into a corner, but then right. it's so shiny, and then you lose, and you and you're like, yeah. Dude. Well, so but hold on, real quick, just to bring this back a little bit, and go back to that. But like when Penn said it's happened three times, I yeah. wish the listeners could have seen Kim's face. I mean, it exploded with like, I'm buying a pair of shoes right now. <laughs> no, no, but, you already do that. Like that's right. that's the thing. Well, like I get this money and, and it's in PayPal. You're like, oh, but, look, we have all this but, money but in PayPal. Here, Zappos, but Zappos, here's Zappos, the point. Zappos, here's Zappos, the Zappos, point. <laughs> look, she's laughing because because in a way it's cute and it didn't bankrupt you, okay? But she had no idea. Right. Literally the definition of a blind spot. That's correct. Because you nullified it. It was never part of the agenda on Penn's going to play fantasy sports. What does the budget for him to Fancy do that look football. like? Fancy yeah. football. Yes. 
what does the budget look like? And right. so it was in clearly in her blind spot. So what do we? we so to, to, I, oh, sorry. We've gotten. By the way, I haven't done this in in many many years, but early on. <laughs> At least three times. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks well, for doing it now. Well, so one of the things that happens, so Max says it's always good for timing to be right. And I want to just focus on that for one second and say that's correct. Timing is really important. Thank you. When you're both exhausted, the week has just ground you down. It's Thursday night. You cannot wait for Saturday when you can sleep in past 530, right? That's not the time to bring up the big blind spot conversation $1, about your marriage. dollars not the time to bring up something that you know is going to trigger a fight, right? Just just don't. Put it off a little bit. That's okay. But not having the conversation, remember, just kicks the blind spot down the road. Choose a more opportune time. And I think that can be healthy. What becomes unhealthy is this, and these are little games that couples play, and here's the, here's the great irony. I almost want to whisper it because it's one of the secrets. But the longer you're married to somebody, the better you get at playing them. Yeah. Right? It's basically, if I don't ask him if I can buy these shoes, I just do it. he doesn't have a chance to say no. And I'm keeping our money conversation still in that blind spot. Right. Right. If I don't ask her about being in a third fancy football league, <laughs> fantasy or fancy? fancy. No, my, my, fancy dad, my dad doesn't league. know how to pronounce it. He He's calls like, it. what's this with this fancy? What's this fancy football? Fancy Which is way better and more fancy funny. Yeah. So much yeah. better than fantasy. Yeah. yeah. But if I don't ask her about joining a third fantasy league with a 250 or $500 buy-in, she can't tell me I can't do it. And we play those games. So what is the script? Because I think that the questions that we get are more in line with my spouse is trying my partner's trying to like shut down my spending while still spending what so what is the script how do you start that conversation well typically the conversation has something to do uh, or at least follows along the lines of my spouse is continuing to spend but he or she is trying to control all my spending mm-hmm. that happens when there's a, a as we talked before, an imbalance between breadwinning and maybe somebody that's doing more traditional um, stay-at-home roles. Um, And the issue there is uh, almost always, um, how did you actually agree upon what would be uh, appropriate to spend? Of course, the breadwinner should have some say in the money they get to spend on things that they enjoy. They're out there working. But the other person also needs that leisure time. And the that other person, other person by the it. way, is working. It is working. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, uh, we've said very often um, in the past that um, everybody's job brings some value to the family. Unless you're just a complete, you know, couch-dwelling Lay's dog, right? You are bringing value to the family. Um, and maybe that's a funny lazy dog. It maybe, could be. And that's extreme value, Christopher. My dog is you're, funny. You're getting, you're getting upset over there. No, right? no, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is here, and I, I, I do want to get to the script because I think it's very helpful for me to have the words to say in these situations. But when we did the whole, um, Penn was, by the way, full-time caregiver in the beginning for Lola mm-hmm. for the first like eight months it, of her it life. It gave me some perspective for yes. sure about the value of doing that. Yes. And so so when we entered that role and for a very brief time I was stay-at-home mom, the way we we had a conversation about it, like you go to work for eight to 10 hours, I'm working. When you're gone, I'm working too, even if it's just like not just wiping butts, like wiping butts is an important job. <laughs> and so... Um, so that way, on the weekends, we're splitting up our, we are splitting up the free wake time, up, free time, like wake duties. up, sleep in day and money. I get like, I, I get a equal, like I get spending money too. And so that was never, um, that was like never the problem. 
So I, I don't really identify with my friends when they come to me and say, can you believe X just went on this golf trip, but so, I can't right, well, hire so, a babysitter to go out for girls' night. I don't want to jump in front of you, Pam, but so you guys didn't have a big problem with it because you set an agenda. Right. That's what we're talking about. We, we go into things because they're hard to talk about, um, money, intimacy, um, parenting styles, right? And we just stop talking about them because they're difficult, and therefore, they become they take up blind spots. And the other person has no idea that we're really concerned about what we're doing, and suddenly, um, this thing grows. We never put it on the agenda. We nullified it because it was too difficult to talk about, and suddenly, we set patterns um, that are difficult to get out of. And so, the only way to break them is to actually put them on your marriage agenda. And you have to have a way to start that conversation without it exploding. Um, and so let's, do you want to, let's have a pretend conversation and let's just use this as the, cause I know that there's different situations. Let's use this as the template. Okay. It is, and this is going to sound like a, a gender stereotype, but let's just do it for the sake of some of your friends, Kim. So there's a, <laughs> there's a, a guy, he works in finance. He goes on lots of guys trips. There's a, not even lots, just some. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's not real. Um, and there, <laughs> he and owes a lot of fancy football there, money. Yeah, there is a there is a mom who used to be a professional who mm-hmm. used to make a good living who gave that up to be a full time mother uh, for children who are in ranges of newborn to like preschool and maybe some kindergarten, and she is noticing this imbalance of leisure time and leisure money that has sort of been an unspoken rule because of the, the breadwinning situation. So how does that, how, how does that conversation go without exploding? Well, you, you can't guarantee that any conversation is not going to explode. The, the, the number one thing to make sure yeah. a conversation doesn't explode is that you're both committed to being there fully. You're fully present. You're actually going to listen to what one another say. But the first step in all those conversations was another one of our podcasts a few months ago, which is mature people ask for what they want and need. And that person's going to have to say, hey, I need to have a conversation with you about how finances are divided in this home and the way that um, I am maybe bringing value to this and um, need some time off, need some time away. You're going on these more and more and more expensive golf trips. You're um, getting in more and more fantasy football leagues. Yeah. And I'm not getting um, my share of the time to um, to recharge, to regenerate, and that takes money. So let's talk about how we're going to spend our money in reference to the free time that we both need. And that's how you start it. You actually have to ask for what it is that you want or need. You know what, Susan? You could go get a full-time job, and I'll stay home with the kids. <laughs> Do you want to try that? Game on. Game on. I'm sorry. Game. I'm just thinking if, if of my possible. Susan in here is Kim. You're Susan. Susan. <laughs> I'm Susan. You're Susan. Kim's just Kim's just Kim's laugh just, track. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like um, in these situations uh, where I've tried to coach my friends, that 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 has been the response. Well, I'm exhausted. I work really hard. I'm gone all the time. I travel all the time. I want to be able to connect with my guy friends or go spend money on this, and um, and that's just what it is. And you know, I work. I work from 7 a.m. every morning. Sometimes I get home at 9 p.m., long commute, and I need, I need a release. I need a break. And this is, this is the money that, look, that I'm feeding my kids, and that's part of it. And I'm making sure that my wife has a nice 
outfit. Okay, so Susan, tell me, like, what? So what's her response then? Well, so to what Penn just said is this: um, if Penn is, uh, what was your name in that scenario? Mitch. By the way? Mitch. Mitch. If Mitch and Susan. Sure, I'm Mitch. If Mitch and Susan. Um, Mitch and Susan, if they are really having that conversation the way that you just had it, what I would do is try to interject with this notion that, um, yes, Mitch, you do need that time away. You're working hard. But what Susan is telling you is that she's working hard, too, and she needs it, too. This isn't about one of you getting that time off and the other of you not receiving it. This is about how you take the resources that you do have right, and share them more equitably because you're both working in such a way that you both get some of the time away that you need. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. You have to be able to, particularly in those places in your marriage where there are blind spots, find questions and find ways that don't explode. Um, the mutual agreement that we're both working and we're both bringing value to this is essential for that conversation to go well. And if that if that basic foundation isn't there, like, I don't know how the conversation advances. No, because that's a couple that's conflicted and they need therapy. Yeah. You have to have the basic tools to at least be able to both sit down and say, here's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. And I'm going to listen without internalizing it or making it incredibly personal. If you, everything is internalized and personal, then your marriage, your life is always in chaos. And that's true at your office. Like if the people at your office can't talk about things that are going wrong and it's always personal, you, you, your business is going to fail. So that's a little bit, when, once you go into conflict there, that's a little bit different than by simply, we have a blind spot, I want to talk about it. And and our blind spot, I mean, we are very jokey that there's no, like we don't have any rhyme or reason. I am the one that pays the bills. Like I do have a blueprint. We do, like we have worked really hard to like not, we're not in debt. And we, we, we do, and I think because I am a little bit of a bus driver, Here's where I, because um, I think that gender kind of stereotype is flipped a little oh bit. Oh my gosh, the way you just said I, I'm a little I, worried about what's going to come next. Because I like try to have these, I try to guide these conversations, and I don't feel like my husband is respectful of like the, these are the decisions I want to make because we we both we both work well, full time. Well, well, Susan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mitch. I I do feel like I've empowered you to make some business decisions. Yeah. And you've made them. <laughs> so two things. Uh, real, real quick. One, um, abdication is okay in marriage. Yeah. Somebody's got to drive the bus. Right. Um, somebody has got to be uh, in, responsible for certain aspects of the way family life comes together. But then that, that abductor, abductee, the abdicator, the one who abdicates... Probably can't be the peanut gallery too, right? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Right, because the, the trick, and it's honestly, it's a whole other podcast. It's like, a whole day, other chap- it's like a whole other chapter of marriage. But abdication is fine as long as the person who abdicates doesn't come back then and complain about the decisions yeah, that I feel the like decision I that maker sometimes. made. That's, that's a double cross. Like, <laughs> sometimes. Like, you know, and think of the scenario is really easy. Like, you're going to paint a new room in your house, okay? And and we'll be really uh, traditional here. And husband says to wife, um, just pick whatever color you want, honey. And then she picks some shade of green and he comes in and he says, this looks terrible. Right. That's like so mean. Like, I you think can't we both, I think that. we both do that, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do. Like, I think we both do that. Like, once you've abdicated, you shouldn't yeah. complain about the decision the other person makes. Okay, that's going to be challenging for me. That's yes. going to be because hard. what I want to do is let her make all the decisions, do all the work. It's not all the work. 
You know that. You yeah, know all that the I, money, the work of the money. Sure, all the, the money bills. work. You just said do all the work. No, though. no, of the the work of the money. Jeez, guys. Susan, Mitch, damn it, Susan. <laughs> no, this doing the work of like logging in and paying a bill and knowing where our finances are and yeah, that making sounds, sure. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you it's a do lot it, of work. dude. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, oh. I'm, I'm okay, being, guys. Headphones are off. Headphones are off. Okay, how much? How much is our water bill? <laughs> How much is I our power bill? No, things. how much? No, just guess. You realize guess, I'm just guess. trying to have fun here no, right now. No, no, this I'm is just, not I'm fun. <laughs> this is not fun. How Mitch, much? Like how Mitch much? Mitch and Susan. I, I would bet he doesn't know how much our mortgage is. Mitch and Susan, Listen, I, I think you've gone to a how, new place yeah. here. <laughs> I don't think that I need to worry about the cost of a gallon of milk. What's that? Seventy-five dollars? Like I don't. Like, <laughs> He's quoting it. Episode Thirty right Rock. Now. Thirty um, Rock. Um, I think that um, I I he abdicated. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, I I do the work of the paying of true, the bills, and I, and so therefore I do want some decision making power. True, and I and I think maybe I have to take back some of my powers if I'm to have an opinion. Is that correct? Well, no, you can have an opinion as long as that's part of the way you agreed it agreed upon it. In other words, so um, I think I've told you guys before about those money dates that my wife and I have, right? And yeah, they that's sound awesome. The, right. Well, that's the point of those, which is, here's what we did. Do you want us to do anything differently? Is there anything you want us to do differently? I'll execute for us what we decide, but let's decide together because my wife's a teacher. She works so hard. Oh, my gosh. She's bringing so much to our family in, in, in emotional, spiritual, psychological, and financial value. I work pretty hard. Um, I'm bringing my pieces, so it's all shared, even though I'm the one, uh, because she's the one that's coordinating family counseling. I abdicate that to her running the family, you know, UPS, like the logistics company that we are, Mm. right? She's doing that. Um, She brings me up to speed on that every Sunday night. Here's what the week looks like. Here's what we've got ahead of ourselves. And we just have some practices that allow us to set those things at agenda items that make them not blind spots. So sometimes she'll say, can we do this differently financially? And then we have a conversation about it, even though I'm the one that's responsible. That's good. So let's take a pause. By the way, I'm having fun with you. I know that you, I, I know, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And my strong suit is just doing what I do. I'm not a 50,000 feet good. Pro- I'm not good at it. Uh, I'm just not. Is, is that okay? Some people just aren't good at that. I'm so grateful for what you do. You, why do you look so angry? <laughs> I'm, we're trying, like, this is Say a podcast. Say thank you, Kim. But Say thank, thank you. Thank, thank you there ben. we go. All right. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks, okay, Mitch. So, but I, I smell another script here. Okay, because there there is that thing in 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 a marriage that you abdicate to somebody else. All right, but if but if you have an opinion about it, even though you've abdicated it, I don't want to be the peanut gallery guy. But how do I how do how do I how do I do that? Well, you don't do it by the quip. So go back to my room painting example, which may or may not be helpful. Um, the the Susan paints the room green, and Mitch comes in and says. This color is terrible. Yeah, right. That's that that's exact a fight. thing has happened. By that, the well, way, that's literally ahead. a fight. Like, yeah. there's no other way that's going to come, but right. it's a fight. You know, the best thing Susan can say is, you know, darn it, Mitch, you told me to paint this whatever color I did. How can you? That hurts my feelings. Um, that doesn't work. It's again taking that step back, and it's sort of in however it is that couples process saying before it's a chance before the paint has been painted to say, I want to talk about. Um, you know, uh, we decided that you could decorate the house. I have some ideas and opinions. Um, do you mind if I share them? It's just taking the step Ooh, back. Do you it. mind if I share them? Sure. Okay. So if I said that, Kim, what would your response be? Do you mind if I share them? 
stop it. No, of course, I want to hear your opinion. But you're colorblind. So when it comes to decorating the house. <laughs> so, uh, but, but uh, bad example, decorating the house. Actually, we both agreed that a certain color that you picked out recently. Oh, oh I made a mistake. Yeah. No, totally. And I, I couldn't say, but I couldn't say anything when it happened. Okay. Well, okay. But so, so, but that was a good script. So, uh, you did this. I respect you for doing this. Yeah. You're the boss. We both agreed. I do have some opinions. Do you mind if I share? Because them? that's remember, a good. That's just, good. That's yeah. good. Just, just because you abdicate. So couples abdicate all sorts of responsibility. Some couples like the. It seems like the 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 male figure in the couple in in a male female couple a male female marriage makes all the decisions about where we're going to dinner or what date nights look like or is responsible for all the romance. I mean, if you don't show up with chocolates and a present on Valentine's Day, you're like most mm-hmm. most guys in those relationships hear about it they get a little chirp right they they hear about it pretty quickly other couples it's the opposite way you know it's uh the female um in those relationships it's the woman in those relationships who's making most of those decisions um we abdicate all sorts of things not just home decor but nowhere is it written that because i abdicated in in my 24-year marriage something in year four that it's going to be that way until death do us part you can go back and change the way that you make decisions as a couple just actually talk Talk about it. Make it an agenda. Don't let it get on that nullified agenda. Don't let it become right. a blind spot. Actually talk about why you're making the choices you're making. We started talking about null agendas in this podcast. We have ended with, I think we could do an entire podcast, and we will, on abdication, but it's clear that those two are closely related. A lot of times that's how it happens, right? Because you're saying you handle it, and that can lead to a blind spot. It can lead to a huge blind spot if you never revisit it. And um, so I put out on Instagram this morning, like, hey, you guys have any marriage relationship questions? And, of course, we got a lot about money. And um, uh, Kendra, and I'm, I'm going to goof her last name here, asked, how do you find financial compromise when one is a spender and one is a saver? And which is essentially what we've been talking about. Penn and I are both <laughs> spenders. We're both spenders. <laughs> Penn and I are both spenders. And, but it has forced That's the me. compromise. One's yeah. spending, one's saving. Exactly well, right. that has forced me to take a role of yeah, she... I have to, and which is so against my nature. Every once in a while, I have to do it too, I baby. think, so both of us background were raised yeah. with, we were fine. I mean, fine, but not, we didn't have money to go out to dinner or like to buy guest jeans. Like I had like the, like the generic of everything. You know, my grandmother made me, like Cabbage Patch dolls were the big thing. My grandmother made me, like she got a plastic head and sewed, sewed on a body because like we that we just didn't have money for that stuff. But we had, like we had food. We had radish a, Patch dolls. Yeah, exactly. I had a Radish Patch doll. <laughs> um, I had so, bikies. Yeah, it's the <laughs> So um, my mom was so into buying me the hip thing seven years after it was the hip thing, <laughs> like, which was sweet. Right? Here's some Cavaricis. My dad, oh my gosh, I just bought some Z Cavaricis because we're doing some. No, um, no. Yes, I did. No. It's in we're our, do, no, we're it's in doing our, like an '80s fashion thing. Um, I was about to say but, it's in our foyer, but that's we do not have a foyer. <laughs> we don't. We don't have one. It's our dining room that we've never eaten a meal in. Right. But. Um, because the color is terrible. Because the color is terrible. But what one I have been forced to take on the role of saver. Stop laughing at me. And then, so how do you like? What is the script to compromise? You have to make a budget, which is annoying. It's so annoying. And then you have to. And oh so, crap! Are we going to actually have to do that after yes. this podcast? We've tried this. I, what, what are we? I, o for nine on this? Because you're O for two with me. Twice I've given you guys like uh, budget, homework. like make a family budget homework resource, and you're O for two. And um, I think that um, I so you have to make a budget. 
and then you have the the saver has to agree that the spender can spend some well, see, money. Right. Well, that's right. So you set some ground rules, uh, Kendra, and whoever and whomever yeah. else is listening. Um, number one, um, you know, uh, why is spending fun for you, the spender? And just let them talk. Mm-hmm. Let them unload that emotional thing. It's gratification. I feel like I'm rewarded for the hard work I do. I feel like um, the things that we that I'm able to buy make uh, bring bring happiness into our home, bring a little bit of joy, right? And just let that person say it. And then the other person, right? Why is saving important to you? Because I don't want to be you know 70 years old and you know eating canned beans. I want to have the heat on when we're 70 or 80 or Mm -hmm. people live longer all the time. Why is saving important? It gives me a sense of security. It helps me know that we can get through a hard month if we have one. And simply understand that you both bring value to that conversation. No one is more valuable than the other. I mean, they both like if if, you you don't spend that $75 on the gallon of milk, Mr. 30 Rock, (laughs) the kids aren't going to have milk, right? So they both are necessary in any family budget. And then you simply set up a plan. I will say that for people who have banks that will allow them save without having to think about it, that's mm-hmm. always the best strategy. So most of the money that my wife and I save, we never actually see. Yeah. It goes immediately into a savings account. Yeah. It goes immediately that that it's difficult it's to optional. get money out of. That's right. Yep. It goes immediately into some investments that we have. Um, like just go. That's always the easiest way to save. Okay. And then the spender never knew he or she didn't have it. We're going to end on this. Hold on, I, I do have. We're re- not going to end on this. No, I just have really. I have a really important question that I think is just going uh, to. Somebody has asked this, and I feel like this. All marriages come down to this. You like oh. you, you. Your body language from the beginning of this to the end I, of this has become a little more aggressive. I'm just going to say that I out loud. I agree. Um, <laughs> so somebody is that, asked. Is that good? No. Okay. So somebody has asked. No, I just not, honey. I'm just reading Instagram. He has asked, if I put the toilet seat down for her, (laughs) should she put it up for me? And that I have never thought about before. Can I say that I sat on (laughs) an open toilet seat this week? (laughs) It's not bad. It's the worst. Did you get like a splashdown? No, because I found it, it's, it's. I don't know why, but it's like twenty degrees colder than the other one. Much um, colder. It's and, that porcelain. Yeah, it's because uh, it's touching the water. And it's touching the water. All sorts of. And the water at this time of year is really cold. No one warmed up the last one. Oh, I know what you mean about splashdown. <laughs> I did have a splashdown. That your I butt she, hit yeah. the water. No, no, not that part. Um, <laughs> so. Oh my God, pen holderness. <laughs> <laughs> pen. Anyway, it's you know it, it was kind of one of those. This is what it feels like when doves cry. Moment. I felt empathy for women everywhere, except they don't have that other part that actually goes into the, into water, the water if you're too low. Yeah. Thanks. Oh my lord! This Thanks, is a family Mitch. podcast, Mitch. I had an actual relevant question beforehand okay, before you had your toilet seat. Okay. Thing. Go ahead. Last question for you, Chris. How does the bus driver in this money budget conversation? Is is is, it, is there something of value to that person making it fun somehow for the other person, like being like make making it fun, <laughs> like doable instead of just just awful? Is there a way <laughs> like awful and terrible? Is there an onus slow. on the money person to use some jazz hands or if, other well, if they can, tools? right? But look, I, I mean, this is not going to come as a shock to anyone. But there are parts of human life and human relationships and marriages which are a slog. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I mean. Um, just a drag. Just a drag. Like, like when you, if you have children, changing diapers is not fun. It's a slog. Ugh. It's just a slog. And when you are in a place in your marriage where you're spending a lot of money, like my wife and I just had to finally agree that as long as we had children in the home, we were not going to be saving as much money as we wanted to because yeah. like just activities, activities, fees at school, oh activities gosh. for to play soccer, uniforms. Oh my gosh. I mean, we spend uh, in some months a car payment, right? On uniforms for the different sports teams. And, you know, should your daughter not be able to play on her team because your son needs to play on his team? And and um, as long as we can afford to provide those experiences to our kids, we're going to value that. But it's a slog looking at those uniforms because they get worn like four months and then they've outgrown them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just there are parts of a marriage that are slog. So, no, it is not on the bus driver to make it fun for the other person. <laughs> so the answer is no, Pen. No, I don't have to no. present next no. year's budget with glitter or and jazz, jazz hands. Um, but if Five, you can, six, seven, but, eight, but, and mortgage. But and Susan, mortgage. Susan, if you did that, Mitch might pay more attention. <laughs> and mortgage. <laughs> Maybe, well, worth, and savings. Worth, and savings. It's worth asking. Five, six, seven, it's eight. worth a try. All right. May I ask uh, Christopher one yes. question? Yes. Uh, Christopher, can I sit in on another couple's therapy session next time? <laughs> this, this couple's toast. Yes. I, I think Penn, <laughs> I do think, for the record, Penn and Cam are doing better than Mitch and Susan. <laughs> Mitch no, and I just want to be like his wingman in all he does. I know. Can you imagine just being in the room listening to all different all couples that? all day long like yeah, he does? I know. It's a lot. And I, I do think, so one of the reasons. We I just want to be right next to him the whole time. It's a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, they ha- but honestly, how many willing participants? Well, I think every couple coming in's name is Mitch and Susan. Mitch and Susan. Right. Anonymity right there. I think they just make their voices like this. (laughs) (laughs) My wife never wants to make love to me. (laughs) It's because you never have time to tell me how beautiful I am. (laughs) Well, why are you always doing fantasy football? Well, why are you always buying the same pair of shoes over and over again? Imagine. They all sound like they kidnapped your kid. It's so and, then awful, and then there's Christopher like, well, 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 Mitch. I think we've got a podcast. Yeah, let's all do it. All a bunch of Liam Neesons. <laughs> well, I had no idea how good my kidnap voice was. Yeah. What's the name of that movie? Taken. Taken. Yeah, that's the Taken oh. voice. I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh! Have you ever? Heard? I've never seen the movie. That's it's, the only thing I've fine. ever. I just hear it's on the fine. radio. You've seen time. it. If you've seen he's, that, he's yeah. unrealistically yeah. good at fighting, fighting for people. a seventy-five-year-old. But uh, he's um, so cute. He, what? Oh yeah, he is. He's very cute. So he, <laughs> you'll think he's cute. We need to cue up the when they asked him a question about um, uh, actors' equity and equal pay for men and women, uh-huh. and he what was like, oh, "Oh, it's a conversation we all need to be having." And uh, you know, the conversation started. We're doing the right things. We're, uh, we're 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 making it closer. And the lady goes, "Would you be willing to make a, to, to take a pay cut for this?" And he goes, "No, no." Well, I don't think he <laughs> no, should take that's a pay cut. Too far. I think <laughs> I don't think he should take a pay cut. I think the women should just make more. Should raise it up. Should it raise was, it up. But, but the, like the the like. The, Change of gears of him answering the question and then saying that. Well, actually, it's what's so funny. crazy, right, is that that's a that's an example. The women that are in those films not making as much as the men, or the whole like um, Me Too thing, where like it's this open secret that some people were harassed and had to endure that 
horrible humiliation to get parts Mm -hmm. and everybody knew it but it was a blind spot and nobody put it on the agenda nobody talked about it finally somebody put it on the agenda and suddenly have things changed i don't know that's not my industry in my world but man, it's actually on the agenda. It's talked well, that, about that, now. Not, it's incredible. Okay. That being said, people did talk about it. Women, that's, women talked about, it and they got blackballed. So that's why in a in a marriage, like like bring it all home, that there are times where I've brought things up, and it has caused such a fight, and like that I just that is why you avoid it. Um, and now back to the show. What are we watching now? This is oh, this is it. Okay. <laughs> healthy and necessary discussion about it because the disparity sometimes is shocking disgraceful how do you think we can move past that we're starting we're starting and it has to start you know and it's it's starting with these extraordinary actresses and brave ladies and and uh, and we as men have got to be part of it you know we started it so we have to be part of the solution so would you take a pay cut to kind of equal things out? No. That's the way he says it. No. It's the quickest turn. But that being said, women need to make more money. Um, well, thank you <laughs> on that. that. No, I know. Uh, Christopher, thank you. I'm always a joy to be here. Well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> and Seriously. every week after. Yeah, we're just gonna. <laughs> this is Chris month. And, and so, uh, if you got it, got it this far in the podcast and past Penn's kidnap voice, um, can you follow, you can follow us on Instagram? Do you want to tell them uh, our Instagram handle? It's out the Holderness family. <laughs> <laughs> Take a screenshot and leave us a comment. And we'll make sure to reply and um, subscribe to this podcast, right, honey? Yes, you can find it anywhere you get a podcast on iTunes, on Google Listen, and on the other things. Google, Google Listen. Listen is not a thing. <laughs> this is usually your part, Kim. And then you can leave a review because it helps other people find us. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.